He did. I think about it. Yeah, he ain't been doing shit before. It's just like that song just finally popped yeah. out. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you, I, you don't think your music that good though to do it? I mean, I got signed, so I had to be pretty damn decent. I'm saying, well, let's be real. A lot of people <laughs> get signed don't be that okay. good. Okay. I mean, I got signed and I was getting paid from it, so I had to be pretty decent. I just think the, I think my time as a player was something that I, it, it, I, I was there to learn so I could be a better coach. You know what I'm saying? Because it's one thing, kind of like Steve Kerr, where Steve Kerr was a dope player. He won some rings with, with, with Michael Jordan, but he's been an extremely, extremely talented and extremely successful coach. And so when um, when I made the decision to take, because as an artist, we sometimes have to be selfish. We have to worry about our promotion. We have to worry about our music, putting our music out there and our brand out there. And so when I made the decision to switch my brand, change the name to Ugly Money and start this, uh, I took the... I took the moniker of being able, trying to help as many people as I could possibly help that wanted to help themselves. And so when I did that, it, I immediately saw an influx of people, uh, like an influx of business, because what I was offering was something that a lot of people couldn't offer. Okay, so did you grow with um, both your parents? <laughs> I ain't never heard that question before. Oh, uh, yeah. Mom and dad, uh, dad was in the military. Mom uh, was in uh, the beauty, beauty, uh, beauty field. She actually passed from cancer in 2000. But uh, one thing she always told us was, uh, she always told me, she was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to be here for my, my younger brothers and my older brothers. You know, you good? My mom, mom she always used to tell us like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to be here for my younger sister and my younger brother's uh, graduation, but she gave me her word that she would be there for mine. And I remember when I graduated high school, uh, my mom was on oxygen and uh, they pulled the conversion van up on the football field that we were graduating from. And uh, my mom, right when they were about to say my name, my mom pulled out, she came out of the van and she could barely stand. And uh, she was on oxygen and she just waved the hand, you know what I'm saying? And that was like, that was like an amazing moment. You know, I never really talked about that, but hey, that was an amazing moment. The fact that my mom stayed around That's for that. And uh, when I went to college, I got a music scholarship to go to uh, Commonwealth University. She used to call me every morning to make sure I wake up. Every morning. You know, wake up, wake up, wake up. And so, you know, knowing your kid, you're going to, uh, you're going to know that I'm going to go back to sleep five minutes later. And so she would an intern you know, call me 10 minutes later to make sure I was up and she wouldn't stop yeah. calling until the water stopped. Those be the best, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, give me some of the best games your mom gave you. Um, she said you could do whatever you want to do. You can do be in everything you want to be. There is no there is no limitations. Yes. And uh, I took that and ran with it. Brother, I come from the mud. I come, like I said, I come from a city with no stoplights. Everything I've built thus far has been on from my own accord for me and my team. And, uh, you know, it may be far-fetched for some people, but uh, if I can do it, they can. If I can continue to do it, they can, because I wasn't the smartest. I didn't have the most money. I didn't know the most people. But what I did is I worked hard. And that's one thing she told me. She said, as long as you work for it, you can be uh, you can be and do anything that you put your mind to. Okay, give me, um, what would you say your most traumatic experience on as a child? 
as a child, I mean, losing your mom is pretty traumatic, brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think it gets part, uh, farther than that. As an adult, uh, I went into the military and I got deployed to Iraq. So that's pretty traumatic. And so when you go through those kind of things as a young man, nothing seems extremely tough you anymore. You in the battlefield? Yeah, I was, I was deployed with the 2nd Infantry Unit in, uh, in Iraq. We, uh, we actually served in Phantom Fury. The, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie American Sniper. I was actually in that war where the, uh, they combed the three civilian contractors from the bridge. Yeah, so we out there 30 days getting mortared just basically waiting to see if he was gonna die or not. And so when I survived that, everything else is easy. It's just a piece of cake. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Sure. I mean, you, you, get, you get killed or you be killed, you know what I'm saying? Kill somebody. Yeah, I got I think three KIA. So like did you see that in your head? Like it fuck with you or you don't even think about it? Uh war for me was an out of body experience. It was basically when I left, I left everything there. It was like almost a video game. Okay. I was not, it wasn't me there, it was the war version of me. And so when I left Iraq and came back home, I tried to leave it there. Uh, but, I, but I will say this, killing someone is not as cool as people make it, right. seemingly, you feel what I'm saying? And a lot of times when I hear certain individuals talk about those things, I'm like, I know he's never killed anybody. Mm -hmm. I know he's never seen a bullet go through someone's head. You've never seen brain fluid or cephalic fluid on a person. You've never seen that because you speak about it so lightly and it's nothing that is extreme. It's something that stays with you. You feel what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, man, I went over there, had to kill about three KIAs and I remembered, I was like, cats got nine lives and I don't. So uh, when it was time for me to get out, I took, uh, I, bet my, I bet on myself and took my chances and, uh, you know, started my entertainment career. Okay, um, okay, um, I was toxic to this person, and what made you toxic? And I was a blessing to this person, and what, what made you a blessing? I was toxic to Georgia Power because I used to only pay them when they cut out the lights. And it was a blessing <laughs> to every artist that ever texted my number. Every single one? Every last one of them. Okay, I'm glad you brought this shit up. Okay, um, Street Baby Zay, uh, I seen him, he like he had like making like some fat jokes. Like, mm -hmm. I guess he beefing with you. Like, so where do you think that shit came from? We just lost uh, Takeoff, right? We just lost Amigos to Takeoff. Why did we lose Takeoff? What do you think? We lost Takeoff because somebody pulled out a gun, right? When it was a situation where it was people talking, having a conversation or a disagreement, and someone chose to pick up a gun. For what? Why you gotta pick up a gun if we sitting to talk? Me and you are talking right now, right? I'm saying, why I need to pick up? I'm listening to you. If me and you are talking and we're having a disagreement, why need to pick up a gun? I'm a man. You a man. We can talk. If we got a disagreement, we got a disagreement. And if it's a problem, we can go out in the back and handle it, like me. Right? I don't need to pick up no gun unless I'm scared of you. Street Babies, they picked up a gun when somebody told them to clean up. So you don't tell that part, though, don't you? Right. You don't tell that part, do you? Right. Exactly. Street Babies, they pulled a gun out on an employee during work hours. Somebody that he could have talked to. Somebody that he could have went out the back and handled the business like a man. 
but he chose to pick up a gun. The same reason we lost takeoff. The same reason we sitting there talking about RP takeoff because somebody wanted to pick up a gun. So I can't I can't have that. If you work for me and we you're at my you're at the job and you work for me and she pull a gun out on you and I don't do nothing to you, what kind of leader am I? Exactly. You can't, you can't be around nobody just for some. Oh, ho, ho, now the real stories come out. Yeah, I can't fuck with nobody. Oh, thank you, sir. But people don't say that, and so what I what I what I've been what I've been what I've been seeing and witnessing is a lot of people are saying this and saying that. But at the end of the day, man, Street Baby Zay got dropped because he pulled a gun out of an employee because he told him to clean up the studio. Because he had some Popeyes in there. And when I called Street Baby, the last time I spoke to him, I called him and I said, Brother, I wish you the best. But because of the incident, on such and such a day, we have you know, chosen to end your contract with Ugly Money Entertainment. And that was it. I actually got the video. See, the receipts is crazy. Oh, when he, when he pulled out the gun? <laughs> no, I got the video when I called his ass and told him he was dropped. No, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's it's here and there. I mean, we can, we can try to... Make it more than what it is, but at the end of the day, that's what it was. He put a guy out on somebody. And I don't think that nobody else would have done the same, would, would have done differently. If you have a business and somebody pull out on one of your employees, what you gonna do? You gotta get rid of them. Yeah, that's, that's just weird. That's weird. It's weak. It's cowardly. Especially if we men. You know what I'm saying? Me and you got a problem. Or we got an issue. Ain't, we ain't even fussing or fighting. I'm gonna pull out a gun on you because you told me to clean up. You a baby for real. Why can't we just go outside and handle our business like men? No, you're gonna pick up a gun. So, what made him put the gun down? I went out there and talked to him. That's what made him put the gun down. Um, he on medicine or something? I'm not here. I'm not here to. I'm not here to tear that's anybody crazy, down. No, but you know, there's two sides to every story. And you know, <laughs> and that's the thing about this show. And what I've been seeing is it's been a lot of one-sided things. And I was like, you know what? I'm a busy dude, but I'm going to make sure that I make time to come see Bang and Bug. Because it's a whole lot of one-sided things that people leave out. Like Queen K. That's one-sided. Now, I know for a fact that Queen K has more followers than she had when she came here. Queen K went on a tour. Queen K did photo shoots. These are all things that are documented. And right, and if, and if I was doing something bad to her, or I was doing such bad business, then why the hell would she leave this interview right here and come straight to my studio if I'm she, such a fuck nigga? She didn't talk bad No, she did. She did. She said, companies like these, I trust me, I got all the, I, I remember, companies like these, <laughs> she was talking about me and another company, are scams. And I was like, well, if you got scammed, then why the hell is you pulling up? And then why did you do, why did you, hold on, why did you apologize after, no, you thought I wasn't going to see it. She was like, nah, she was like, y'all, like, she was like, you're, you're still cool. Y'all still got stuff in the works. Y'all got projects on the way. Like, she was trying to keep it cute about the situation. The only thing she spoke on was how she felt like she paid this amount of money but she was only seen for a little amount of time on a stage when nobody was there. Queen K had ordered our management package. I can show you exactly what the package is. It's in writing. Anytime I do anything with artists, it's in writing. 
The only thing I owe Queen. How much was it? The, the package was six thousand. Her boyfriend, he wanted the package too, but he dropped out after the first month. So they got a thousand dollars package, and what they get for it? Oh, uh, she went on tour. In the sprinter, he took her on tour. Where? To Florida. Where does she go? Florida. Florida like thirty cities. Yeah, it's a thirty city tour. Yeah, she so she went on tour. The package is right here. Six thousand. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We chugged that. Like, that's that. That's the tour alone. She got way. Let's get that's to that. I've been, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. The tour by itself over six thousand. I've she been got, waiting. And then her dude went on the tour. He ain't paid for nothing. He went just to go because he learned about. I guess somebody four, cutting four the Four hours in studio. Hold on, I got to roll yeah, down. Like, like, four hours in studio do. time. I gave him five. I was there while they were recording. They received a beat from uh from our ugly money producer. They were supposed to meet with China to do a feature, but they couldn't come up with a song. Is that my fault that they can't rap? Oh, it ain't my fault. Okay, moving forward. Um, behind the scenes content. I tagged that girl over 10 times behind the scenes. Hold on. Let me see. I owe her. They were supposed to do a label day with registration and distribution, and we have a monthly seminar where we actually give artist development services. I did that shit two times. They didn't come either day. Is that my fault? So if you, if, if you are a manager and you book your artist an interview and that nigga don't show up, is that your fault to reschedule it? But those are the things that people don't say. They don't say the other side of the story. I did above and beyond for Queen K, and it was shown on my bread. And I still did above and beyond. She was supposed to have one ugly money uh, uh, stage performance slot. She got two. She was supposed to go on tour for two weeks. She was performing every damn other night for three months. I go above and beyond for anybody that taps into me. I purposely underpromise and overperform. Why King K is mad and I think she's a dope person, I ain't saying nothing personal. She mad, she lost. She did not bring it. So is that my fault that you did not bring it? If you looked at her performance and the person that won, you're gonna be like, that nigga won. There is a guy right here, his name is Moody. He's from Kansas City. I didn't know him a day in my life. He came to my Ugly Money Music Summit. He won that shit. I gave him $10,000 cash, a chain around his neck, and brought him to Atlanta. I don't know him. He won. He was the best artist. Which but those one? are the things. Moody, he right there. That's the side. He right there. I gave $25,000 to D. Jizzle. The same situation. I take strangers off the street, brother, and try to give them a shot. When people don't get what they want, or with Queen K, I would imagine which, why she was upset or what she thought was, Oh, the fact that I spent this money with Nietzsche, he gonna rig his shit and let me win. Fuck no. That's there is no price. There is no price on my integrity. There is no price. You can't pay me to sign you. I gotta want to. You can't pay to win my shit. You gotta win it. That young man came and won. The first time he came, he lost. So that's how you know it's real. He lost the first time. He lost to DJs. He came back the second time and won it. You can't pay me to win. I don't give a fuck how much money you pay. But see, those are the things that nobody says. Those are the things, see what I'm saying? It, it's one side of the story. She mad because she lost. And I think she's a talented artist. I have no personal issue with him, with her. I have no personal issue with anybody. But I'm not gonna sit here and let people play with a brand that I built out the mud. No loans, no bullshit, <laughs> no big homies. Really, we should be uh, we should be uh, celebrating this black excellence we got over here. We yeah. pulling up in Bentleys and and, <laughs> and Mercedes Benz and going on tour and shit. We shouldn't be trying to tear that man down. We should be trying to uplift this man because guess what? I'm bringing people with me. 
I don't make these, I don't pay these people to come with me. They come because they love me, because they fuck with me, because I do good business. That young lady right there, Chana Monet, was working at Olive Garden when I found her. She had a, less than a thousand followers. I said, you know what? We're going to get together. We're going to do some shit. You bet on me, I'm going to bet on you. A year later, how many followers you got, Chana? 82,000. Okay. It's making you money. She's a sponsor for Bella. She's, she's a sponsor for Bella. I've been working like three years. She has a business outside. It's outside. These cars ain't rented, brother. It's a paper tag on my Bentley. It ain't rented. You can't rent no paper. <laughs> you don't put no paper tag on no Bentley when it's rented. This shit is outside. This shit is real independent muscle. Ain't nobody gave me shit. I built this shit out the mud. And so when you have people that want it, because you got to understand, I don't call nobody. They all call me. Queen K and them, they all call me. You know how Street Baby got his deal? He came and painted the walls. He volunteered at the studio. But the young man that I dropped is not the same young man that I signed. When I signed Street Baby, he was a good individual. He was a humble soul. You know what I'm saying? He would, he would give the shirt off your back for, for him. I put $80,000 in Street Baby. I got a copy of his budget, too, if you want to see that. I put $80,000 in Street Baby's A. You know what he did? He got Hollywood. He forgot where the fuck he came from. He started feeling that he bigger than everything. Well, guess what? Not a problem. We're going to separate ourselves. Now, let's see. Let's see what you do after, because that's the real thing. You've been dropped for a month and a half. Why ain't no big record came out? If you can do this shit yourself, why ain't you popping? Oh, that's Don't what huh? That's what I can do it by myself. Well, that's what that's what Queen K and them said, remember? If but if you can do it all yourself, oh yeah, bro, I got all my receipts. I can't prepare, my brother. I do this shit. Uh, if you can do it by yourself, then why aren't you doing it? I want to see the budget. Why aren't you doing it? I got you, Queen, not a problem. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you, why don't you have big shows? And why aren't these major, why aren't these other platforms, why aren't these other platforms booking you? Why aren't you, because that, I, no disrespect, y'all the only person that's talking to these folks. <laughs> and I appreciate, I mean, and listen, you can do whatever you want to do. You can do whatever you want to do with your platform. But if you want to get a clown's a voice, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? You know that, but. I mean, I, I mean, some people, uh, I mean, I highlight this, you know, shit like that, but I mean, that's kind of the point, like, people who don't really get to speak on platforms, like, because I try, I try, see me, like, I tried to get your platform, it was out of my budget, so I was like. Is that my fault? No, I ain't saying it, but okay. I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, I wanted to create a platform for, like, niggas who ain't really got it like that, you get what I'm saying? So that was kind of the point of my show. No, I, lo I love that. And, and, you know, and you know what's crazy? When I started my platform three years ago, yeah. in the in the living room of my house, I was asking for fifty dollars. Yeah. I was in, I was the same way. I was the platform that niggas that they had. It. Yeah. But through hard work and due diligence, my platform has risen. My platform has grown. The Ugly Money Podcast has done twenty thousand views on just YouTube alone in the past twenty eight days. I've gotten sixty five thousand subscribers in the past two weeks. That's from three years of work, but nobody sees the fact that this man started just like, actually, I didn't even have all this nice shit. I was in my living room. Do you buy to... bots? Do I what? Do you buy bots? What is buy bots? Do you purchase views? I don't know what bots is. Well, you know, some people, they so you sign to a, like a social media company? Hell no. You do the good you do the good content. Charleston White, my Charleston White interview did over a million, what, two million views by itself. You do the good content and no YouTube, you can... I can teach you some things, brother. We can definitely talk offline. But see, that's 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 the thing. That's who I am. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly who I am. I started with 
50 views just like everybody else. So no. Huh? You don't purchase views. Fuck no. You, you think that's bad? But I'm saying when you when you have famous people on, you really don't have to. You think it's bad to reinvest into your own channel? If you get paid off purchasing purchasing views that's not gonna bring you real life human interactions is bullshit. I I invest I invest hold on to to answer your question, Queen, I invest in marketing. And if you know marketing, you know what it is. If you don't, you don't. Point blank period. McDonald's sells more hamburgers than anybody in the country. Why? Not because they got the best hamburger. It's because their marketing is right. You know what a number one is before you pull up to the drive-thru. Do they have the best hamburger? Hell no. But the fact of the matter is, why are they selling billions and billions of service? Why does McDonald's sell more hamburgers and they're telling you that this is not even a real hamburger? Because of marketing. Convenient. Some people, and, and the fact that you see them golden arches, and you know exactly what's on the menu. It's marketing. da 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 um, you feel what I'm saying? That's all a record deal is anyway, is a loan with a marketing plan. But of course there are people on the outside of things like, hey, I'm doing all, cause I trust I was the same person. I'm putting all this dope content. I'm doing all this dope shit. Why ain't nobody paying attention? But then I had to educate myself. I had to invest in myself, take a marketing class so I could understand marketing, so I could understand the game I was playing. And I said, oh, that's why this shit going up. Oh. That's why this song is number one. Oh, why? that's why this situation has a million views. Because of marketing. There it is. Okay, um, okay, how, I mean, okay how often should like, a person make themselves like a priority? Hmm? How often should a person make their priority when it comes to like family and like, I guess like, it, like with you, like how often do you be like, what I'm doing is more important than what you got going on. I don't exactly understand that question. Oh, I think you're getting somewhere, but I'm trying to figure it out. How often should you make yourself a priority? How often should you put what you need to do for yourself over what you need to do for others? Man, we all grown, grown men and women. Ain't nobody, nobody to hate. You know what I'm saying? You grown. You grown. You got to make sure you do what you do for yourself, right? I got to make sure I do it myself. I don't ask nobody to be my daddy or whatever. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we grown individuals. Grown people should act as grown people. You feel what I'm saying? My job is to help people... When I sign an artist, my job is to be, when I sign China, my job is to be there for her music, for her music career. My job is to be there for her professional entertainment career. We talking about relationships, like your personal relationships, friends and family, like that. I'm not exactly understanding that question. I really don't deal from a personal place. It's all business to me. Nah, this is. I'm listening. listening This is the type of interview that we do. Remember in the beginning, we asked about his parents and his background. So this is the type of stuff that we ask about. Your trauma, stuff like that. So now we just back on our questions. We got, you know, we mixing it in. I'm listening. We getting it all in. I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to to catch you. In your real life. In my real life. That's how whoever Ugly Money Nietzsche is in Uh your real life Uh every day. How often should you be putting yourself first outside of what mama, cousin, sister, brother, auntie, artist need? Don't understand the next question. I believe the same thing. I always come first. I, but I feel like when you was younger, it was like you gotta kind of act a certain way. But now it's like I'm grown, baby. Like I gotta take care of me. And nobody gonna take care of me and handle this for. Okay. So oh, I, I kind of see what you're saying now. Yeah, we're talking about personal, you know. We real people too. We not I mean, just. You saying pass is cool too. We ain't gonna yeah. beat it up like. It is. It is. 
Okay, um, when did you realize most people would not um, do for you as you would uh, do for them? Oh, wow. I learned that at a young age, brother. And, um, you know, unfortunately, everybody is not going to be as giving as you are. But you cannot let that stop you from giving. The reason I feel like I'm blessed is because I give so much. I've given away $100,000 in the past year. I've invested over $250,000 of my own money in the past year. I think the reason why my, you know, my business has been so, so, so blessed is because of the fact that I do give. Now, yes, you do run into situations where people do weird things to you. People stab you in the back. People cross you out. But if you let that stop you, well, then you're no better than the people that did those things to you. So, you know, I never, I never let that stop me. I, I got a given heart. Um, I got a given spirit. And I will, I give as much as I possibly can. What's the most you, what's the most help you've given someone? One person. The most help? Mm -hmm. I, I would have to say my children. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big time dad. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a, I'm an active dad. And I got four girls. Ooh. Yeah, God paid it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm a real active dad. So you know anything, anything with my kids or whatever, is, I'm always hands on. If uh, anybody was ever to follow me on Instagram or any social media platforms, you would just see how I'm always with them. We always doing something, whether we shopping, whether we at Chuck E. Cheese, whether we got them. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, out of everybody, for sure. Like I'm, I'm, I'm big, I'm big on, big on being a dad. They say when you get girl, you must have been like a monster with the hoes. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. You can just swipe left and right. Before you're oh, you enjoy it. I can't really see. Go ahead. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> nah, it was okay. Okay, what would you, what kind of game would you give your daughter as far as like when she at the age where she's about to start dealing with guys? What's something that you would tell them? Um, I try to be as honest as possible with them. Um, because the world, the world ain't going to be. The world ain't gonna be, uh, you know, nice and and, 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 and and cute with them. So I try to tell, I try to let my daughter know the real. You feel what I'm saying? Um, I don't try to shield her because I got, a, I got a 20 year old. I don't try to shield her from anything. I try to tell her the real. Hey, these guys want to get in your pants, and if you get in, you let them in your pants. You know what I'm saying? And you get pregnant, it's gonna be bad. How old are they? I have a 20 year old. I have a 13 year old. I have a 10 year old, and I have two four year olds. In and out of the yeah. They twins? I got five kids. I got four girls. They twins? No, it's had a good year. <laughs> 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 you live a life, brother. You live a life. Good year. Three months apart. Good year. Okay, so um, as far as that, like, would, so you married? No. Okay, so you like single, you just kind of like. Single, single is a tough word. Tell I'm unmarried. You. I like that word. You I'm, unmarried. Relationship? I'm unmarried. I like that. I can, I can go with that. I don't like to go backwards in anything I do. Say all that, baby. You don't got, see, you don't got to put words in my mouth. I just said I don't go backwards. That's all, you know. 
Everything, every, you know, uh, I believe a man should have as many kids as he can afford, sir. You feel what I'm saying? If I can afford five kids, I really want some more. They cool with each other? Of course. That's why it, it's easy for baby mothers to be cool with each other when they one, you're not trying to fuck them. That's okay. what a lot of guys mess up when they try to fuck their baby mom. And what else? And two, yeah. you're taking care of your kids. Uh-huh, that money right. So I, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't trying to screw you and I'm taking care of this kid. What we got to argue about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if we have an argument, and, <laughs> and if we ever have to have an argument, I have no problem with going down to the courthouse and putting myself on child support because you'll be yeah. getting a pay cut. Yeah. Because when I stand on it, I stand on it. When I take care of them kids, I take care of them kids. So whatever Uncle Sam would tell you to pay for me to pay you is gonna be a pay cut of what I already give you. So we don't have no problem. So you ever have like issues with their stepdaddy? See, you know how like stepdaddies will beat up kids that ain't theirs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I pray for them. And <laughs> I pray for them and my kids. I never had that problem. I never had that issue. Nah, I never. You, I never you do it. gentle parenting. Gentle parenting. I do realistic parenting. I um I don't baby talk my kids. Uh, you know, uh, my my youngest my youngest my youngest daughter she's in private school. My son is in a magnet school as of right now. I, I just do realistic parenting. I don't I don't baby talk them. I tell them I tell them like it is. You know what I'm saying? I try I try to show them what I try to get them prepared for the world. I think that's my job as a dad is to make sure that you know they're ready for the world as it's going to come. And so the world is ugly sometimes. So I, I, I try not to shield them from that so it's not a culture shock when they see it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Prepare them, prepare them for greatness, for sure. So when you started your label, like, did you have, like, rough times? And, like, if you did, like, what motivated you to, like, keep going? Mm. Well, I think that's, that's the whole point of ugly money. Ugly money is a process of success. That's what it means. Everything between your first dollar and your first million, that's ugly money. It's the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. It's the, uh, the lessons and the losses. Uh, my career has been full of that. I've had ups, I've had downs. I've been, I've, I've been up, down, and had to get back up again. You feel what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, that's, that's, that's been my whole life, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, getting out the military, making the, making the transition to be a full-time entertainer. I ended up homeless, you know what I'm saying? As a grown-ass man or whatever, like in 2009, 2010, when I was in Augusta, I was homeless for like a month, sleeping in my van. And I remember talking to God the day before, the night before I was about to go back up to Virginia and go back home to daddy house. And, you know, I said, God, don't let this beat me. And I woke up the next day in my, in my, in my, in my Jeep because I had about $60 to my name. And I was going to try to get close to Virginia as I could from Augusta and pray that my dad was going to Western Union me the rest of the gas money. And I got a call um, from a club owner. And uh, he made me an offer I couldn't refuse to change my life. He actually kept me there. He told me he's gonna pay me twenty five hundred dollars. Shots out Stokes. He, he told me he's gonna pay me twenty five hundred dollars to uh, promote all his parties in his club. So I had okay. in Augusta, I had uh, I had at one point in time, I had over eight parties a week. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was it was a blessing. So you know, I just, I just always bet on myself, but at the same time, I, I I'm the kind of guy that I welcome failure. Um, I'm not scared of it. No, you know what I'm saying? There's been there's been tons of times where I've tried something and it didn't work out. But you know, people people don't really remember that a lot of times. They remember the good shit I did or, or some of the successful things that I did. Like, oh yeah, he had three thousand people at the music summit. They remember that, but they don't remember when we threw a show five years ago on level two on the south side before it shut it down and won't nobody coming. But see, they, that's once again they all see your trophies. They don't see the practices. Yeah, I've been I've been in practice for a long time. I'm new to, I'm maybe new newer to Atlanta, but I'm not new to the game. I'm a twenty year veteran in this, and so um. But then again, people just, it's not like a, 
You know, it's not like he came up overnight. It's just that people hear about it overnight. Mm -hmm. Now, we've been him. We've been him working diligently. You know what I'm saying? And going to continue to. Okay, so um, what would you say the most disloyal thing like an uh, uh, ex did done to you? An ex. And an artist done to you? Disloyal thing that an ex did to me. Hmm. Hmm. Not amnesia. <laughs> yeah, I would. You know, I really. You know. You know. Okay. You know. Unlike. <laughs> unlike some people, I really try not to dwell on negative things, okay. and I try not to keep them in my mental rolodex because I try to live my life positively. Right. Like amen, sister. Amen, amen, sister. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I mean, you know, I've had I've had girls just uh, you know, just be loose. And false advertise, that's what I call it, false advertise. But I had a young lady, i never forget, she was church-going young lady, you know what I'm saying, had kids, and just got out of the voice, and I I had no idea. She seemed like she was an angel, and she was a total hoe, so you Maybe know what I'm saying. One. Happens like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I've had that situation happen. I wish her the best. She, You know, girls like that always hit you. They, they always come back. Years later, they'd be like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Bitch, shut up. Okay. <laughs> I don't say nothing to them. I leave them on red. I purposely, I'm petty like that. I will purposely look at your message, leave it on red so you know that I've seen it. Yeah, I'm purposely. Yeah, just, just so you know that I ain't got nothing to say to you. Because you know what? Where I was five years ago, I'm not where I'm at now. And you know what? You cannot have my attention or my time now. See, you better than Bud because he going to fuck her. Oh, no. We don't go back with blue. He don't go back with money like me. I'll be like, fuck tomorrow. Until then, I'm fucking out. Okay. So when you went home, did you ever like cry? Like, did you ever break down from that? Uh, cry? I don't know if tears came out my eyes. Maybe I was crying inside. But uh, I take negative situations. Negative situations has always been a fuel for me. I always try to take negative energy and repurpose it. Like, when I heard people was coming for me, I decided to go on a media run. Because guess what? I got an artist that got a new record out. And it's a great time and opportunity to introduce the world to him. Okay. And so now his video has 40,000 views organically. That's you know what I'm saying? So we take the negative situation and spin it. You feel what I'm saying? And so... Um, Cry, maybe cry on the inside, but I ain't, I, ain't, I won't boo-hooing in the car. I won't boo-hooing in the truck or whatever. I just um, I get focused. When things get bad, I get focused, and that that that's 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 really when I'm I feel like I'm a, at my best sometimes under pressure. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's I like oh, another one. Well, Crunch Town players make Crunch Town plays. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's the reason why they pay Michael Jordan, when you know Kobe Bryant or whatever, when they pay them, because you know when it when it comes down to the clock time and you know and everybody's everybody nervous, this is a nigga that's cool as ice, and you know I like to think I'm him. Him. Him dot com. By the way. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay, so um, Monster needs to sponsor you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Okay, since you like you way bigger than the people who keep mentioning your name, do you feel like it's necessary to like address it? Like, no, that's a good question. Definitely not. Definitely not. Bosses shouldn't have to address names, but uh. You know why I address things? I address things for my artists, I, and I gotta be honest, man. I can't be a real man and not speak. To say what I to say what I feel, like I got a problem with how you purposely try to get negative things out of people. I don't like it, but it's your platform. I respect it, and out of all the things that have ever been said on your platform, because it seems like you're like the Charlemagne to my Drake, 
the black with the time that you said that China Monet and me were involved in some kind of inappropriate thing, I think you owe her an apology. Hold and on, I hold brought her. Yeah, hold yeah, I remember. Oh, I remember. Oh, the the uh, you were interviewing a young lady that said she uh. I don't even know her name. That's how. That's I how. That's how. That's how I know how bullshit. That's how I know how bullshit. I don't even remember her name. Yeah. But she said that she was managing Young LA. I've known Young LA's manager for the past fifteen years. His name is VA Book, and it's one of my partners. So I know she was cap. And I was like, "Well, there you go again, giving clowns a platform." And I just think you owe China on an apology, bro. What did I say? You said that. Oh, she got to be fucking Nietzsche. And as a man, I, I can't respect that. Okay, I don't, hold up. I, I, you had to pull it up so I can see. It's your, it's your podcast, it ain't mine. I'm saying I say a lot of shit, but I want to say saying, she said she was fucking you. No, you said that she must have been fucking Nietzsche. That's what you said. I have to see the shit. I, I bet you do. I bet you do. But you, you don't got to apologize to it, brother. You know, it's your platform, but you know. I got a problem with that. I just think, I just think, that, uh, I just think that you were just purposely... Just making speculations for no fucking reason. And I'm like, bro, you don't know these people. That's that's a human being. She's that's a woman right there. That's true. And, that, and, that, and you know what? As a female, she has worked for her position. She busted her ass to get to where she is. And for you to discredit her to a point where you saying that, oh, she had to fuck to get to where she got, bro. I think that's just totally disrespectful. I have bro. to see that. I think I you're totally disrespectful on that, bro. And you know what I'm saying? Out of everything, if I, if the I, other things was cool. If I said she fucked you or something like that. You said she got to be, she must got, she must got to be doing something else with Nietzsche. You said that, bro. Point blank period. Remember that? Yeah. I'm trying, I'm really, I'm trying And it's the same girl that said she was managing Young L.A., but we all know that Young L.A.'s manager is V.A. Booking. We, no, gave, that's, we that's gave her the platform. I got a problem with that, because you discrediting this woman's work. Right. That's like that's like me saying, oh, Kate got to be fucking you. That's why she your co-host. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Kate dope. So why, how, how are we going to get a situation where we're going to discredit her work? She dope. She's a female. She dope at what she do. God damn it, give her her flowers. Can we give it up for Kate? God damn it, you need to give up for goddamn child. Oh, everybody, everybody, everybody in this room need to give it up for everybody. Goddamn right. Everybody the damn thing. That's you what I'm saying. I got a problem with that and I couldn't be a man if I ain't coming here. And I'm not trying to check you, my brother, because you know what I'm saying? It's all respect. But I got an issue with that. You discrediting a female. She worked hard for that position. That girl came out of Albany, Georgia. I feel like if you said it, you was like on some like sarcastic shit. Like she must like basically like somebody was insinuating it. And does that make it any less disrespectful? Nah, but that's what now I'm acknowledging it. So we have these discussions. So I appreciate you bringing it up because I would much rather it be this. Oh, we can have a conversation. We can have a conversation. You know why? Because I'm not a coward and you're not a coward. And then we ain't got to pull out no guns like the rest of these cowards. Because we can have a conversation and we can talk about it. And if it's a problem, we can go outside and handle it like me. Point blank, period. You feel what I'm saying? Well, that, 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 that's some coward shit. But what I'm saying is, hey, bro. It's just me or some shit. It's okay. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, either we going to handle it like men. And I'm going to tell you what it is to your face. I'm not going to hide behind no internet. I'm not going to hide behind no Instagram. I'm not going to do all that shit. I'm going to tell you to your face. I don't like that. That's disrespectful, and you discredited my artist, and you disrespected a black queen. That's well, disrespectful. And brother, it ain't on me. Okay. Only person can judge you is God, and we can move forward. Okay, yeah. I mean, if, if I said it, I would speak on it, but if I don't know. I don't think this episode is going to drop. 
I'm gonna try to I pray. I pray you don't edit this, bro. Okay. I'll pray you don't edit this, my brother. Go ahead. Don't show platform. If I can remember what I said, I speak on it. But I'm just saying, if I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I can't speak on it. So if you would have brought the clip and said, "Oh, he, 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 he goes." If anybody can find the clip. Find the clip. If y'all got it in the group chat, then, you know, now y'all have to be no, we, we ain't got to do all that. But you talk about it at the same time. At the same time, though, you saying you got you got some recognition of the shit. Like, it shouldn't even be all that. If, it, if it's a possibility of it being said, you should just, just apologize. All you have to do is apologize. Ball's lady came on and said, I'm a man. I remember what she said. I grew up in the game. I was a lie too. I was a lie too.